Welcome in to another episode of Betting the Pitch. This is Betting the Pitch number 195 with your host, the real underscore G Warner on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find it. Dumb, lame name. I get it, but I picked it a long, long time ago and I can't change it now. So thank you for coming in. Whether you're watching on YouTube, uh, please hit subscribe for an Apple podcast or on Spotify. Please leave a five-star review uh, and I will love you forever. Uh, as the true pro that I am, always forgetting to put it on Do Not Disturb, but here we go. We're ready in. Um, today, we're going to go through the top five European soccer leagues. It's all pretty normal schedule, Ch- only Champions League this week, um, besides a bunch of Monday matches in England. So um, we're about as standard as we've we've been since uh, I can't even tell you when. Um, haven't slept in what feels like a year, but uh, we got four or so match days left, and we're going to make the best of it. So uh, we'll have an ultimate best bet coming end of show, as well as a pregame.com promo code for those of you that want to shop over there. Uh, also want to make sure to mention my Patreon. Um, going to shout out some, some members. Uh, appreciate the support on, on there. Um, still promising to get to the Discord. I promise I'll get there sooner rather than later, but had a good baseball night finally. Um, and going to keep going, keep that going with some good soccer coming up. All bets, uh, excuse me, all lines quoted in this podcast occurs via betonline.ag, my favorite place to get my bets down early. Reduced juice is offered on almost every game you want to bet right up until game time. Please follow the link found in the podcast description to fund your account. And use the promo code GW50 to receive 50% match bonus up to $1,000. So now that we have some extra money in our accounts, let's go make some more. Uh, and we'll start in, I guess, where the money is, as we always do. And that's in the Premier League in England. Uh, we had no Friday match today. I don't know if this is the best way to do it, but uh, usually I'm kind of jamming in the Friday matches anyway. So I figured give a little more time for Lions to move, a little more time for everything to materialize. And now we're looking at Leeds hosting Newcastle. Currently Leeds a, qu- a three-quarter goal favorite. And uh, so I'm pretty much caught up on everything. I'm going to pull up the table so we have it in front of me because I think it it matters at this point of the season. We're not yet playing all matches at the same time, but that's coming soon. Uh, Leeds, three-quarter goal underdog at home, even money right now. All the juice on Newcastle over-under is three, juice to the under. Leeds currently sit in second from bottom position on 30 points, uh, equal with Leicester City, but there's no playoff. They all go down. Uh, Two points behind Everton, three points behind Nottingham Forest and West Ham, seven points ahead, are probably unable to be caught with, excuse me, only three matches left. Um, So uh, let's think about this. Leeds need to win this match. Uh, They're at home. They have a great crowd. That's going to help. But they're facing Newcastle, who uh, really with a big win against Arsenal last weekend, tough to see them bouncing back in a perfect situation here. Certainly some potential hangover, but they have bigger things they're fighting for right now, including Champions League. They sit third right now, only three points ahead of Liverpool, um, though they do have an extra game to play, I think, in the midweek against Brighton. but from where I, I sit with Newcastle, they're a great defense. I don't really trust their offense much. Um, so I think if anything, I'm interested in that under three, because that seems like a pretty high number uh, for both these offenses. The problem for Leeds is their defense has been so bad really for about a year now that I don't know how much you can really trust them to go under. Uh, I think they're going to have a real tough time putting any pressure on Newcastle. But with that said, they're going to do their best to uh, try to have as many shots on target and they, they know they need points. So they're going to be working really hard at that. Um, I guess I'll, I'll put uh, leads under three as my biggest interest in that one. Move on to the big onslaught of matches at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern standard time in the U S 9 a.m. Central time here in Dallas, Texas. We have Chelsea hosting Nottingham Forest. Currently Chelsea, a one goal favorite, um, 
almost a little split juice, almost a little more on Chelsea over unders two and a half juice to the over rare to see Chelsea um, with an over. Um, certainly they got an over last weekend, also won a match, which um, really just taking advantage of, of really silly, a handball by Dominic Solanke because um, he lost his balance and then inability to uh, defend a set piece. Um, that's been a huge problem for um uh, excuse me for Bournemouth all season. Um, Chelsea finally got a win, finally got a goal. I think it took 10 matches for uh, Frank Lampard to finally get a victory in his second stint at Chelsea. I don't expect another one. Um, so I'm very interested in Nottingham Forest getting a full goal of insurance. Yes, they're on the road, but they had a pretty good showing, had to hang on for dear life. And, and I think that the broadcast said it really well that their defense, their, their defensive players are, are they're not a they're not a relegation side offensively, but defensively they are. And that does make me think that uh, there's probably a lot more value on Nottingham Forest plus one than there is on under two and a half. But I like both of them. Uh, Chelsea's defense has been good for years now. Um, that's the only thing that's kind of stuck around ever since Thomas Tuchel left. Um, Frank Lampard is, has no idea what he's doing. Uh, we've seen that pretty clearly. But um, I think Nottingham Forest are a side that are clearly fighting to try to stay in the league. Uh, I'll pull up a big win on Monday was, was huge. It's like all the relegation sides played on Monday. Perfect for England. Uh, maybe they said it that way. They're currently three points ahead of the drop zone um, with on everyone on the same number of games at the bottom of the, of the table. So uh, that's important, but they certainly are not safe by any means. That confidence from that win is very important. One, two out of three. Um, it's going to be a big test at Chelsea, but I think they can pass it. Next, we move to Aston Villa, a quarter goal favorite at home to Tottenham. Uh, all the juice and Tottenham on the road over under is two and three quarters. Very uh, almost all the juice to the under. Um, Tottenham's really hard to play an under with Tottenham because then their defensive frailties. Um, I am not interested with that said and backing them as an underdog, I must say. So um, not a lot for me to do here. Uh, really, overall, I, I feel like under is probably the way I'd lean, if anything, but I don't think I want to get anything anywhere near it. Crystal Palace and host Bournemouth. Currently, Crystal Palace, a half a goal favorite with all the juice right now at home. Over and there's two and a half juice to the over. Uh, all the juice right there almost as well. Um, Bournemouth, you know, they're going to do they consider themselves safe yet? They, they haven't said it in interviews currently on 39 points uh, that at best can be tied. They're on minus 30 goal differential. Leicester City potentially with a minus 15 leads a minus 25. I guess they could both reach them. Um, if they won out, uh, and, and ultimately it would require Bournemouth to lose out, uh, pretty hard to do. I think Bournemouth are pretty much safe, but, uh, they probably aren't treating themselves as safe until they're mathematically safe. So that probably means they're going to go in there and play the same style they have, uh, which is defend deep, try to counterattack. Um, they're going to have trouble on set pieces because they always do. Um, that's been a big problem for them. I imagine that's their number one thing to fix next year. If they want to stay in the premier league, Crystal Palace, great home team has a, has a huge crowd. Uh, behind them, but I don't really believe in them uh, in their offense. Uh, Roy Hodgson has come in and and they've scored somehow they've they've scored a ton of goals for him. Even though he's a defensive manager that doesn't really have much offensive quality in his side, nor really any sort of game plan for it. So that's been one of the weirder things out there. Um, I'm I think most interested. I, I I still do like Bournemouth. They've been great to me this season. I, I think I like under two and a half the most. Um, Cause I don't really believe in either of these offenses. And I think one is certainly going to try to defend and crystal palace. Don't do a great job with the ball. Uh, next we'll move to Manchester United hosting wolves currently United Manchester United. That is a one and a quarter goal favorite with almost all the juice at home over under is two and three quarters 
very juiced to the over uh, paying given odds on the under right now. Um, and that's the way I lean wolves uh, got a big win last weekend um, and they are on 40 points and they are safe mathematically. So huge for them. Um, does that mean they're on the beach? That's a big question though, for me. Uh, and I think that number is bigger than I would expect. Uh, something you gotta, you gotta see with mid table size. I don't really have much to play for. They might be, uh, worried more about their Ibiza sunbed reservations than they are about game planning for their opponent. And that would be a big mistake against the Manchester United side that is currently fighting for champions league. Um, I don't know that there's that much of a difference between these two sides. I do, of course, worry about the Manchester United defense, especially playing an under with them. Um, but with Marcus Rashford, look like he's going to miss this match or at least be he's very doubtful, it seems, or at least very questionable, if I can use the NFL uh, American football term. Um, my biggest interest, and honestly, we might get a, a three, which would be a huge number to push on for Wolves. So uh, I'm very interested in the current under two and three quarters. Last but not least, on Saturday, we have Southampton hosting Fulham, currently Southampton, a pick em. All the juice on Fulham on the road over under is two and a half, all the juice on over. Uh, Southampton are dead, um, buried pretty much. I mean, they're not mathematically, but they're pretty much down. Um, I don't know what that's going to mean for their side. They're super young anyway, so it's not like they're going to play the kids because they've been playing them all season to the tune of coming in last place in uh, the Premier League at this point. Um, Fulham on the other side don't really have a lot to play for themselves. They're certainly one of those beach teams to talk about, um, but they had a good showing uh, in a thrashing victory on Monday. Uh, I don't necessarily see that. Uh, potentially coming to an end. I think I'm interested in Fulham, but they're got all the juice right now at pick them. I doubt they're close going to close an underdog unless they really play nobody. Um, so it's probably a stay away for me. Moving to Sunday, Everton, a one and a half goal underdog at home with all the juice right now to Manchester City. Over-unders two and three quarters with all the juice on over, uh, potentially going to move to three sooner rather than later. Uh, I wouldn't react to Everton scoring so many goals in the first half of their last match, but I would react to that huge, huge statement victory and, and a huge step for them to stay in the league. Currently two points above the drop zone, um, though they are certainly not safe just yet. And potentially we'll be seeing that goal differential get a lot worse um, as a home one and a half goal underdog to Manchester City. Now, Everton does have a great home court advantage, home field advantage, home pitch advantage, whatever we're calling it. Um, I do expect them to give Manchester City some trouble, especially because Man City came off uh, a good result for them, but a draw ultimately on the road in Madrid in the Champions League midweek. Um there's probably some rotation. I don't know that Erling Holland will be one of those players because I think they are fighting for both competitions, but I do think they take the Champions League more seriously. Um, certainly could see a rest for Kevin De Bruyne and also some others. Um, but ultimately, I think Ederson still starts. Uh, Ruben Diaz is probably another important player. But Erling Holland is probably one that you'd see, and there's potential for a, a rotation here, which I'm, I feel like kind of makes this number seem a little bit lower than it probably would have been. Um, I think I'm most interested in, it's hard to say and under here, just, and, and that's if Manchester city are rotating significantly. Um, the problem is their backups are still really good at scoring goals and Everton's defense is very problematic. I do expect a full Sean Dyche stall out here. Uh, I'll be looking for a three that I don't have just yet. Um, so I'll probably leave the one and a half on Everton at home, um, unless there's some huge, huge line of disparity or discrepancy. But even then, I think Manchester City's backups are far better than Everton's starters. Brentford then hosts West Ham. Currently, Brentford a half a goal favorite. All the juice on West Ham on the road over under is two and a half. Uh, a little bit more juice on the under. Uh, and I think that's the way I lean, if anything, in this one. Uh, I don't expect either of the offenses to do too much. West Ham, now that they are safe, are... Uh, really focused on uh, their performance in the conference league. 
I guess they're not fully safe, but seven points ahead of the drop zone, pretty safe at this point. Um, I would imagine that if anything, they're going to put out a lineup that will uh, try to stall Brentford, which I think also plays into that under's hands. Uh, I have a little, a little interest in the half of a goal, though. I, I do feel like Brentford will score each match. So it's really hard for me to want to try to get in the way of that. Um, only getting a half of a goal when I'm, I don't really trust West Ham to score, though they've certainly played a lot better uh, in the second part of the season. Um, Arsenal then hosts Bright, Bright, Brighton, easy for me to say. Um, Arsenal currently a three-quarter goal favorite, over-unders three and a quarter, very juice to the under. Um, Brighton with a disastrous performance against Everton and tried their best to get back into it. Looks like they lost Sully Marsh to an injury for a hamstring, which was probably why he wasn't starting for a while because he was hit clearly um, very quickly to, to injure himself coming on as a substitute. Um, Brighton's kind of fallen apart. They haven't been performing as well. They're certainly um, down an important player like Sully Marsh and, and ultimately are one of those sides that are not equipped with a ton of backups and a ton of depth. Arsenal, on the other hand, are still fighting for the, the Premier League. It's almost pre- pretty much everyone has given this title and this trophy to Manchester City. I'm not sure that's deserved just yet. Uh, but Brighton have to really go and, and kind of button up the hatches and, and kind of respond to a really poor showing at home against Everton. I think they will. Arsenal, on their hand, are going to have to win this match. They still have a lot of pressure trying to chase. But I do think that they like being the chasers and the hunters rather than the hunted, um, though I don't know that they'll ever really catch up to Manchester City because they look like they're going to win out. Um, with that said, I'm interested in Brighton getting a three quarters of a goal. Um Arsenal have to beat me by a full goal or excuse me, by two goals to take my full stake. So I'm interested there. No real interest in the under. Uh, I've seen too many Brighton unders go uh, to the graveyard. And Monday we have Leicester hosting Liverpool. Currently Leicester, a one goal underdog. They are in the relegation zone, the the best position, but the best going down doesn't mean anything. Um, They are currently a one goal underdog at home. Juice is split over unders three and a quarters juice to the under. Um, so Leicester, you know, I don't really want to back them. I Liverpool are a, a terrible defense right now that is just re- literally trying to outscore everyone. Uh, I think I lean over three and a quarter, if anything, but I don't know necessarily that I want anything to do with that because uh, I f- expect if there's ever a time for Dean Smith to try to lead in on the defense, it's for this matchup trying to keep Liverpool as quiet as possible and then hoping to get a goal. If Liverpool are get the, getting the first one, we might see 10. If Leicester get the first one, we might see two or just that one. Um, so we'll see what happens for my ultimate best bet. I got to pick a favorite best bet from England. And I think that that is going to be, I'll go West Ham under two and a half. I feel like there's enough in the, uh, the tired legs from Thursday to a quick turnaround to Sunday morning on the road, though it's only across London. It's still um, saying something. So we'll see what happens there, but that's my interest. And I'll move now to Spain. So we moved to La Liga uh, first matchup we have, we did have a match today with um, Mallorca winning and I think being reaching safety. Cadiz still mired in a pretty tough situation um, at the bottom of the table. And unfortunately, um, an offside was missed and that ended up leading to a corner that ended up leading to the only goal of the match. Um, but welcome to La Liga referees. I, La Liga referees wouldn't be the only ones making that mistake, but it was brutal cost me um, a sweep in my soccer card, which is very disappointing, but uh, at least the under did come through. We also should add host Girona in the first matchup on Saturday. So should add a three quarter goal favorite with all the juice right now over under two and a half juice to the under. Um, Girona 
you know, they've been playing great. They're climbing up the table in seventh in a European position right now, tied with Athletic Club. Uh, I'm not sure a lot of people had that coming into the year. Um, well, then Real Sociedad fighting for Champions League have now scraped to a seven-point advantage on Villarreal, uh, who is the closest competitor with only five matches to go. Um, that's going to be really tough for Villarreal to catch up. Um, and they also have a joke of a manager and a team that was basically sold off for parts uh, once Unai Emery left. So Real Sociedad are probably pretty safe here. Um, I am interested in Girona if it climbs to a full goal. I just still don't believe in the, in the Sociedad offense. Uh, I do think I'm also interested in the under two and a half, though. Girona are probably playing for three points here, uh, despite being on the road, which doesn't really help an under lean, I must admit. Um, there's not really a lot maybe for me to do with this one. Girona are trying to get up the table. A draw probably feels really good to them on the road at the fourth place team in La Liga, but and especially with Athletic Club on the road who they're tied with right now. But there's also Raya Vallecano and Osasuna, Sevilla, and, and today's winners, Mallorca. They're all within three points. So um, we'll see what happens. And I feel like they've kind of always been an attacking team. So probably will skip any underlean that I have there. Osasuna then hosts Almeria coming off their loss in the Copa del Rey final. Um, so they actually have tired legs re- relatively to everybody else, but it's been a week, so they should be pretty good. Osasuna currently a half a goal favorite at home to Almeria. Over, all the juice on Almeria on the road. Over under is two and a half. Uh, all the juice is on the over. Almeria, they're currently on 36 points, and they are two points ahead of Getafe. Uh, very apropos Jersey kit selection for me on this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, um, that's not a podcast, the vlog or whatever video cast. Um, Osasuna has not scored goals for a long time. They've been really trying to buy their time, save their energy, get their health as much as possible for um, the Copa del Rey final did not work out for them. They did. I think, I mean, to equalize is pretty awesome. And then trying to hang around and and eventually losing in a very competitive match at La Cartuja in Sevilla. Um, I'm interested in Almiria getting that half of a goal. I feel like that's where I want to be in this one. Uh, I would lean to under two and a half because Osasuna as a home favorite or just a team I don't really expect uh, to score much. Uh, they've been not really scoring much or playing very well for a while now. Uh, and I feel like it's very good chance that you could sweep the card with uh, Almiria plus one half and an under two and a half. I'll next move to Villarreal hosting Athletic Club Bilbao. Currently Villarreal, a quarter goal favorite with all the almost all the juice right now, over under two and a half, and it is juiced to the under slightly. Uh, this is a, a matchup at, towards the top of the table, Villarreal, a seven-point lead on Athletic Club, not uh, not guaranteed they're going to finish ahead, and you got all the head-to-heads that do decide a lot of things in La Liga, but ultimately they're just all trying to get three points to make sure they get the best European berth they can. Uh, Villarreal, a very good offensive side somehow, um, even though Gerard Moreno, their striker who they, uh, are probably a quarter goal worse uh, or should at least should be, um, just based on that guy, which is a, a sizable, uh, adjustment, um, for any single soccer player in the world. Uh, but he hasn't really been around for a while. Um, Athletic Club, they're not really a goal-scoring team. They're great at counterattacking and using their speed. They've gotten a lot more from the Williams brothers recently, um, but ultimately take some really bad results at home mainly because they're that's usually what I'm against them, and they never really <laughs> they never really show up. Unfortunately, uh, they have a lot of chances. They just really struggle to finish. I think that puts them and serves them really well in a an underdog role, especially at home. Uh, but definitely on the road as well. And so I'm interested in that side of anything here. 
Uh, I don't know that I want to play an under two and a half considering Villarreal don't really want to play defense. They really want to win this match by scoring as much as they can. And I don't really trust them to do that so much. I, I do feel like quarter goal is, is basically saying these teams are even on a neutral, which is pretty respectful for athletic glue considering how much lower they are on the table right now. Um, but that's the way I lean for this one. Real Madrid then host Hitafe. Speaking of wearing of whatever um, the nightcap on Saturday, Real Madrid, of course, getting ready for, uh, the second leg it, up in Manchester uh, in England in the Champions League. Real Madrid currently a one-goal favorite with all the juice on Hitafe on the road. Over-unders two and a half, juice to the under, um, a little, little bit. Uh, Real Madrid, I mean, we'll see what happens here. We know what happens to them in uh, La Liga play ever since they've been, essentially ceded the title to Barcelona. Um, they've been disastrous and really clearly are focused, were, were focused on the Copa del Rey and are now focused on Champions League. Um, Hitafe are not an offense that I really want anything to do with. Um, so that makes me less interested in, back, in taking that plus one, even though it certainly would, would be nice. Uh, I think my biggest interest in this one is the Hitafe under two and a half. Um, that just feels like uh, it's going to be hard for, for Real Madrid to get up for this one. I wouldn't be shocked if Vinny and Benzema are resting uh, as they clearly are trying to finish as high as they can in the La Liga table, but I think they're more clearly trying to win the Champions League yet again. Celta de Vigo then hosts Valencia on Sunday morning. Currently Celta, a quarter goal favorite at home over under two and a quarter. Uh, both the, the Valencia roadside and the under are getting a little bit more juice as we speak. Uh, Valencia are in this relegation battle tied with Hitafe. Um, at 34 points, better goal differential for Valencia and clearly a better head to head or I'll say would be below them in the table right now. Um, but they are in the fight and they are trying to figure out how to do it because they are not built to fight. Um, currently, Celta de Vigo have not been playing great, but they're a good offense um, that's kind of hit a, a, a slow pattern. I do feel like facing a Valencia defense while they will be certainly very interested in trying to make this as a competitive a match as they can. I do feel like um, Valencia are the defense that's ripe for the picking that Iago Aspas at home can do pretty well against. Celta Vigo, not totally safe just yet, so they're still fighting. Um, I don't like Valencia. I feel like under is my biggest interest in this one, but I don't even want to put that on the card or a possibility for the ultimate best bet, just ultimately because um, I don't trust that both these teams are going to defend. Elche then hosts Atletico Madrid, the only uh, relegated side. So who knows what they're going to do? Atleti has been playing so well. Currently, Atleti, a one and a quarter goal favorite on the road with all the juice over and two and three quarters juice the over. I don't really want to say anymore because I don't think there's any time that's worth being spent on the team that's already relegating. It's a team that's playing very well. Vio lead then hosts Sevilla. Currently, Vio lead a surprising quarter goal favorite at home over and two and a half. Uh, a little more juice to the over. Now we're almost like week two of the season where the wrong teams favored from what my guesses are. I wasn't expecting Vio lead to be a favorite here and, and a pretty substantial one at a quarter of a goal. But Sevilla did just come off a really tough match on Thursday in Torino, in Italia, in Italy uh, against Juventus. Um, and this line says that they're going to be resting quite a bit. Uh, if they are not, I'm pretty interested in, in Sevilla getting that quarter of a goal, but also I'm actually going to stop even typing this into my potential ultimate best bets just because I feel like they, even if they do play their stars, they're probably yanking off everyone they can uh, using those five subs at 60 minutes. Um, Bio lead have not been playing great. They make some huge mistakes. Jordi Massif, their closer or closer. Wow. Sorry. Baseball on the TV behind uh, goalkeeper has made such huge mistakes and in, including crippling ones, both of them. And to me where I had a, a, a side and under both that were going to win. And uh, he blew both of them by letting the ball 
hit off, thought it was going to go wide, let it go, hit the post and went in his own net. Um, brutal, 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 but hasn't lost a job, which I think is because Asenjo, their backup, who was previously a starter for as recently as two years ago, I feel like for Villarreal, um, he's not healthy or at least not capable enough at his age because um, Masip has been good in the past, but you got to make changes like that, in my humble opinion. Um, new manager came in. Uh, just a lot of things are pointing against Fayette lead, and they're in this relegation spat on 35 points with what the worst goal differential besides Elche, um, which does not be good, but I guess all these are, are decided head to head, but that can't be great either. Um, not a lot for me. I guess I lean to Sevilla. I don't know really. I have a, to- a, a lean for the total because Sevilla are a goal scoring side that want to pursue goals and play a really high line. So I think it's Sevilla or nothing. And I'm going to put that back on the card and hopefully not pick it. Uh, Espanol then host Barcelona, big Derby, uh, at the bottom of the table and at the top of the table, uh, Barcelona with a lot less to play for surprisingly than Espanol. Currently Espanol, a one goal underdog at home with all the juice right now over under two and three quarters juiced heavily to the under. Um, currently Espanol in the second bottom position on 31 points, took a really tough loss last weekend after getting a win. It looked like things were turning around, but um, they just looked distraught and now they get the best team in La Liga, their biggest rival, and they would do nothing like nothing more than to send down the, the team from the other side of Barcelona down to La Segunda División. Um, my current thoughts on Espanol is that they are really bad defense and they have no goal scoring, which is why they're second to last second bottom. Um, I do feel like Barcelona seeing totals near three, though, are gigantic for them. Um, this is probably going to be a matchup that, Espanol need to win. They're, this is the second to last match. So they would have already seen Hetafe, Valencia, Valladolid, Cadiz, who had already just played tonight. Also, Almiri on 36 points. Those are probably the teams within five points that they can look to try to match or climb and reach. Um, I don't know necessarily that I um, like that sort of situation because if Espanol have to come out and try to score goals and win the game, they are going to get destroyed and Barcelona's going to put five past them. Uh, might be one of those wait and see number will probably climb if Espanol are starting to go for it or put out a lineup that is looking like they're trying to score goals instead of defend. I think the smartest thing for them to do is try to focus on getting a point, try to steal a three points by getting some sort of set piece or Jose Lu breakaway goal. Um, don't know if that's necessarily going to happen, but we'll see. Um, I guess I lean to under two and three quarters. That's the strongest one I have there. Um, but there's a lot that I need to see before this happens on Sunday night uh, in Spain. Sunday afternoon here in the U.S. And last but not least, Monday, we have Real Betis hosting Rio Vallecano, uh, a battle at the top section of the table. Good for Rio Vallecano. Amazing they're up there. And they're only six points behind Real Betis. They're certainly in that fight for that seventh spot. Uh, currently, Real Betis, a half a goal favorite at home, with a little more juice on Rio Vallecano. Over-under is two and a quarter with all the juice on the over. Um, these two teams are under teams to me. Uh, Real Betis don't really have a lot in their offense to speak of at this point. Um and then we got Rivai Icano. We're going to go on the road and sit back and try to counterattack. They've not been good on the road for their two seasons, but like no one's good on the road in European football. Ultimately, um, I feel like Real Betis have more problems despite that big shock win at Athletic Club last weekend with a makeshift center back coming in due to injury or suspension, all those sort of things. I imagine they'll have a probably more put together center back line, but they also might play Paul again in, at center back, considering it went so well. And I saw he got man of the match. Um, I'm interested certainly in, um, the Ryo Vallecano side. I think I also like the under as well. Um, 
And let's see what we're going to pick as my ultimate best bet here for Spain before we then move and, and jump to Italy. Um, I, I, th- I do think we'll get a two and a, a two and a half by the time this kicks off on Monday for Rio. Um, and I do like the road team and under, and I feel like they clearly are correlated. Uh, I'm going to go with the under two and a half in the Osasuna Almeria matchup. I just, I can't get away from a team that I don't think is going to score goals. It's a home favorite. Um, that's my biggest interest moving to it- Italia for Syria. Uh, um, of course, a lot going on in this, this league as well. Um, a big, big disastrous finish, unfortunately for Lecce today, uh, against Lazio had a lead the entire match to like the 94th minute, uh, of 96 and, and really brutal, unfortunately, but that's them's the breaks. That's what happens. Um, Two two is that final. Um, sorry if you haven't watched it. Don't, don't mean to spoil things. As I try my best to avoid them as much as I can. Uh, Salernitana hosts Atalanta in the first matchup. Currently, Salernitana on three three quarter goal underdog at home. A little more juice on Atalanta on the road. Over unders two and three quarters. Juice the over. Salernitana they are five points ahead of the last free spot. Eight points ahead of Spezia in the last relegation position with only four matches to go. They're not safe, but they got to feel pretty good. Uh, Salernitana they really have found a ton from Bully Dia, Bully Dia lately, uh, scoring a ton of goals for him. Um, and he's probably big reason they're going to stay up for second straight year after one of the most incredible comebacks last season of, of ever. Um, Atalanta, not really the goal scoring side they used to be. Um, I still don't really believe in them as much. I hope that they move to one goal favorite on the road because that'll make me very interested in Slurantana. Um, don't have that yet, but I guess that's my biggest interest in that one. Uh, I just don't really feel like unders with Gasparini really are, are not really meant to live very long. It's like dog chasing cars. They don't last very long. Spezia then hosts AC Milan, and this is a big spot for them. They get Milan off Champions League, probably the best time to play them. They stole a big, big victory. I remember that there's still a gif on uh, on Twitter about um, celebrating the, a, a match that was clearly stolen and thanks to a refereeing decision as well. Um, Spezia are in big trouble. They're three points behind Verona, five from Lecce. Uh, now after the draw today, eight from Slornatanas. And they're only three points ahead of Cremonese. It doesn't matter if you're bottom three, bottom two, bottom one, league bottom, uh, no no uh, playoff or anything like that. And they got to catch up to Verona, who are now three points ahead of them. I don't know how they're going to do it. They're currently half a goal underdog at home to, to Milan. Currently a little more juice over under is two and a half. Very juice to the under Milan have a lot to play for themselves at 61 points. They're currently sitting in a Europa league position, two points behind their hated rivals, Inter three points ahead of Atalanta and Roma. Um, so they're in a battle. They're going to have to play for this one though. I think the champions league is probably a little bit more important to them right now. Um, though they're in trouble. Uh, they're going to have to come back. They've got some injuries they're dealing with, with, um Rafael Leal who's been who wasn't available for the Inter Milan Champions League match would have been if he was capable or able um and then Benacera got hurt there's a lot of things end of the season bodies are breaking down it's happening um I guess I'm interested in the home dog Spezia I mean I feel like they have I'm surprised to see them um in this type of situation considering they looked almost safe weeks ago but things haven't gone well for them they had a ton of the ball at Cremonese and still lost um, I do feel like they might get a very rotated Spezi, uh, Milan side, and Spezia will try their best to take advantage. I'm not sure I trust El Aquilati, but 
Um, I do like that side for right now. Uh, Inter Milan, then Jose Suelo, Saturday's nightcap. Currently Inter, a one and a quarter goal favorite with almost all the juice. Over under is three, juice to the over. And uh, I like Sassuolo, perfect spot to catch Inter, who's certainly trying to look ahead to Champions League. Uh, Inter are on 63 points, as I said, two points behind Lazio, three points behind Juventus. Uh, but ultimately, they just really want a top four finish now that Napoli have already won the league. Um Milan can catch them. They will be able to see that result before they kick off. Same with Atalanta, who are five points behind. Uh, I don't know necessarily that that matters too much to them. I think they're still focused on winning Champions League, and that's their biggest interest, which does make me interested in Sassuolo. I got to say, they're safe. They're sitting 13th, not really anything they can do. They're potentially on the beach, which is, which is a big concern. Uh, but I think anytime you can play into you're probably into it. And uh, no pun intended. Uh, and I do like that one and a quarter uh, that they're currently getting. Um, I'm not interested in playing unders with really with, with Inter unless they're playing a really big team and especially not with Sassuolo who don't really play any sort of defense. They just want to outscore you. At least they have ever since the days of Roberto De Serbi. Uh, moving to Sunday, Verona hosts Torino and Verona. Now they've climbed up so far at the table. They're a quarter goal favorite right now with all the juice or almost all of it on Torino on the road. Over under is two split juices, which is a tiny, tiny total. But that speaks to Torino having a lot of the ball and not being able to score much with it. With that said, I like teams that have the ball a lot that are underdogs. So Torino getting a quarter is very interesting to me. Uh, Verona have been playing well, certainly, and have a lot to play for as they are only three points ahead of relegation right now. Uh, Torino on 46 points have nothing really to go for. So they are a beach team. Um, but they're one of the few that I really like their strategy. I don't feel like anything I've seen from them looks like they've been giving up. Line kind of points to that a little bit, but you got to balance the need for points um, versus the must win type of situation because a lot of times those are not good teams that must win. So you want to be against them. So I like Torino getting that quarter of a goal, especially on a, on a total of only two in Serie A, which is pretty low. Fiorentina then hosts Udinese. Currently Fiorentina, a half a goal favorite right now at home. Udinese with almost all the juice over under two and a half juice the over um, these two teams are, are tied on 46 points sitting in eighth and ninth Fiorentina see their way into the Europa League by winning uh, the Europa Conference League they're in the semifinals so they're in a good position to do that but certainly that's uh, they have to get through uh, the second leg and then get through a, a championship match. Uh, but that's really what they're going for. And I imagine they're probably going to rest quite a bit. And that's why this number is smaller than it probably should be. Um, I'm going to take some solace in that. And and honestly, short Serie A lines, I think are hit at 90% or something like that. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like they do very well because I've fallen uh, the victim of it plenty of times uh, or just really staying away from a side I really liked because it was too small of a number. And then they go win the match and it's very clear why they were so small. Uh, so I lean to Udinese getting that half of a goal. Uh, I also lean to two and a half because I feel like we might see a lot of rotation. Fiorentina have been balancing two competitions this whole time uh, and they do rotate a fair amount, but um, there's clearly a, a, a one side, uh, number one side and number two side. And I think number one side is playing in conference league. Next we'll move to Monza hosting Napoli. Currently Monza three quarter goal underdog at home over under two and a half juice the over uh, avoided a major snafu from the goalkeeper last weekend to get a draw. Um, they're a side that I've been backing every time they've been playing. So I'm, Shockingly interested in them again. Uh, Napoli celebrating, not really anything to play for. This is their only competition right now, so maybe they are into it. But Monza are safe, uh, but ultimately are still trying to get one of the best seasons in probably club history, pretty small club uh, from what I understand in Italy. Uh, Napoli have already won the thing, so I don't know if, if I'm really going to a big challenge if I'm Napoli. Um, so I feel like that's a great side, especially when Napoli have to win on the road by two goals to take my full unit. 
Uh, next, I'll move to Bologna hosting Roma. Roma coming off a big win in the Europa League over uh, Leverkusen as an underdog also uh, to advance, uh, which I'm on and hoping that they can hang on to their 1-0 advantage. Um, but with that said, Bologna have been playing really well, currently a quarter goal underdog at home. That's definitely of interest to me. Um, the over-under is two, which is tiny. Um, I'm also interested in that. Juice is all the way to the over, so potentially going to see a two and a quarter, which I'll be holding out hope for and looking for. I imagine Roma, they're pretty beat up. They've been playing a ton of matches. They are clearly play- got something to play for in this competition, though, because they're tied with Atalanta for the Europa Conference League spot. But ultimately, they're seeing uh, their position in Europa League is more important. Uh, and I feel like you, you might see some rotation here, though they don't have a lot of people to rotate to, which is a really nice thing. Um, so you might see some gas legs. You might see a lineup that looks like they're strong and talented and really going for it, both competitions at the same time, but there's a limitation to that. So that makes me more interested in Bologna, probably more in Bologna than the under two. Juventus then hosts Cremonese in similar situation, got a, a miracle draw uh, against Sevilla. Didn't deserve it, I didn't think, but they did. Get one. Uh, Juve currently a one and a quarter goal favorite to Cremonese, who have are in the relegation zone, but have been playing really well. And these are the teams I want to back right now. Teams that know they're basically dead if they don't win. So they're going to be going all out. Um, it does worry me about trying to defend Juve, but Juventus are going to try to take a one nil lead and sit on this match. And that will ultimately pay out the Cremonese side. Uh, I think because of the need to win, I don't really want to back Cremonese uh, and under involving them, though two and three quarters is gigantic for a Juventus match. Um, I think that's probably too much on the line in, in that one to go under and Cremonese, but I like Cremonese getting one and a quarter. Monday, we have Sampdoria hosting Empoli. Sampdoria, I don't think, are paying their players right now. So uh, people are just auditioning for their next club, essentially, for free, it seems. I hope that's not the case, but it seems like that's a rumor. And probably uh, if it's talked about on a broadcast by an Italian broadcaster, it's probably true. Uh, Empoli, with a big win against Sonatana last weekend, they are safe. Um, they are on 38 points really can't, uh, could be caught. They're only one point away from being safe, I guess. So we'll see, but, um, I don't know that I like Empoli as a quarter goal favorite on the road to anybody, uh, maybe against a team that's given up. And then, uh, with the over under two and a half, um, I guess I'll lean under on that one, but it's another one where I don't really know what to trust, what to expect. Does that, does Sampdoria even care? They're down. So does it really matter? Um, probably one of those that you probably want to stick far, far away from, uh, in terms of my best bet for, um, for Italy, I'm going to go, I mean, there's a lot of good choices here. I feel like I've got a lot of plays that I want to get in there and trying to kind of throttle back plays a little bit recently, trying to, uh, to, to make, um, less is more, but I feel like this card looks like awesome to me. Uh, I do feel like Verona's been playing really well. Torino, I think, are enough of a beach team that probably a little too risky to make the ultimate best bet. Um, I do like Udinese as a short underdog. It feels like on the road. They haven't been playing great, but that can change. I mean, Monza have been so good to me. I think they're gonna they're they're my ultimate best bet. Getting three quarters of a goal from from Napoli. Um, gonna take a big thing for the the league champions, Scudetto winners, who already have the trophy in hand take a big victory uh so i'll pay to see it moving now to the bundesliga we got the bundesliga league uh, and then we'll get out of here hopefully somewhat soon uh move to the bundesliga we have Bayern munchen currently a two and a half goal favorite to schalke nolfia over under is four uh and it's juiced to the over um pretty wild result today and uh seeing erta berlin score two goals in the first half and uh not have a lead at halftime 
Um, that was wild, but unfortunately, it's going to make them almost down. Schalke now two points out of the relegation playoff spot, the only league that we're talking about today that does have a, a third from bottom, you at least get to save yourself type of situation. Um, Bayern are, are in first place in the league, and they're going to try to crush Schalke. Schalke are going to go in there and try to defend as much as possible. I don't know how well that's going to go, but they're going to try their best. Um, I think if you want to play Schalke, you probably play under four, uh, and that push on four is very nice. I mean, it, it certainly has not been the dominant Bayern team. I feel like Schalke also see uh, Schalke Nolfia could lose 4-0 and, uh, and and ultimately uh, push on that under. Um, I, I don't know that Schalke contribute offensively over under their team total is a half. Uh, juice the over, but still not a really great sign. Um, certainly could see a 7-0 Bayern, but we haven't seen that in a while, it feels like. Eintracht Frankfurt then hosts Mainz. Null Fumpf, currently Eintracht, a quarter goal favorite with all the juice right now. Over unders two and three quarters, juice the over. I'm pretty interested in mines. I got it's hard to argue with wanting to fade uh Eintracht right now. They've been so bad for a long time. Uh really ever since their like elimination or really poor performance in the first leg against Napoli in the Champions League, I think round of 16, it's gone all the way downhill. Um, they have somehow survived despite falling behind and having to hold on for dear life. In the DFB Pokal, they're probably focused on that. Um, I think when I look at where they are in the table, they're on 43 points or five points behind Leverkusen, the last likely last European spot. Um, so I think they're focused on the the Copa. Um, I don't know necessarily that. Um, I don't think they're taking this match lightly by any means. Mines certainly are in they're th- uh, two points ahead of Eintracht Frankfurt. So both of these could, could be considered on the beach, but probably are both fighting for Europe. I love the mind strategy, which is defend. They know that they don't have a great offense, so they just try to, to press you. Eintracht are going to sit back and try to counter. So that also makes me interested in that under two and three quarters um, because it's gigantic for a team, for two teams that really don't really have an offensive attacking presence right now. Colomani looks like he's gassed, and uh, I, I don't blame him. Um, Union Berlin then hosts Sport Club Freiburg in like the biggest match of these two clubs' histories. Pretty much if there's a winner here, they probably get a, a Champions League position. Um, both on 56 points tied for fourth um, better goal differential on Union Berlin because that's a tiebreaker in Germany uh, currently Union a quarter goal favorite with more of the juice over under is two juice the over um, I'm hoping that we get this one to climb a little bit further because I, I really like under in this one I don't know necessarily that I like Freiburg because they've been really st- kind of struggling down the stretch um, specifically getting I mean the schedule has been tough, but somehow eliminated Bayern München to go to the semifinals that had a home match with Leipzig and got embarrassed pretty much, then responded pretty well to uh, and actually played a really tight match at home. Two matches at home against the same club in the same week was huge, but ultimately didn't do enough um, and are now potentially falling out of a Champions League position they've held, I think, since the fall. Um, when are going to play defensive football, they don't change how that's going to go, though. Uh, Freiburg, on the other hand, they're going to do their best to try to um, defend because they don't really have a huge offense. They rotate quite a bit, but there's no real need for that because they all had the week off, the midweek off um, for the first time for a while for Freiburg because they were in the Europa League for a long time. I lean to under two and a quarter if it's going to climb up there. I like two as well. Uh, but I'm not sure. I mean, I might play two, you know, maybe. Bochum then hosts Augsburg currently. Bochum, a quarter goal favorite, almost all the juice right now. Over-unders two and a half, juiced heavily to the over. Might be climbing to two and three quarters, which is pretty gigantic for two non-offenses. 
Uh, Bochum are second from bottom on 28 points, tied for the relegation playoff position, but are way behind goal differentials. They need to finish essentially a point ahead of Sudkarth or they will lose that tiebreaker. Um, Augsburg with a big win last weekend. They're on 34 points, six points ahead with three matches to go. Nearly safe, but not there yet. Um, big matchup, certainly. And I think Augsburg can go in and, and play the same style they want to. They're like a worst minds. They try not to have the ball. They try to force you into mistakes and try to score that way because they know their defense is good, not good enough to handle the pressure. But ultimately, Bolcom are not really that strong either. Uh, they played great at home for sure. Uh, I think I'm most interested in the under in this one, but I also could see myself playing an Augsburg getting a quarter of a goal just because Bolcom. I mean, they're going to have to come out and try to win this matchup. Augsburg plays right into Augsburg's hands. Um, and I don't know that either of these teams have much offensively. So under two and a half is very interesting to me as well. Wolfsburg then hosts Hoffenheim. Currently Wolfsburg, a half a goal favorite. Juice is split over under three and a quarter. Very juice to the under. Pretty t- tall total, especially after Wolfsburg's awful performance at Dortmund last weekend. Uh, TSG Hoffenheim, they are... Almost out of the relegation spot, but still only four points ahead from the playoffs. They're not dead. They're they're not safe yet. Excuse me. They're not dead, but they're definitely not safe yet either. Um, they've been playing a lot better lately. They do have an offense. I don't really trust Pellegrino Matarazzo, the American, as their uh, head coach, though he's moved on from Stuttgart to then getting sacked there and moving on to the Hoffenheim job and really doing very poorly for a long time. But um, it's kind of turned around lately. Uh I guess my biggest interest is in Hoffenheim because uh, they've been playing well, but I do think Wolfsburg has a good bounce back performance here. Uh, I also would lean to under three and a quarter, but at the same time, um, just I don't know necessarily if um, a really bad defensive showing and then welcoming in a team that wants to play all at offense, if that's really going to do too much. Uh, I do think this match has a little bit more conservativism and maybe this line is a little bit of an overreaction to how many goals were put past Wolfsburg into the net last weekend. Uh, last on Saturday, the top spiel is Borussia Dortmund hosting Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, Battle of the Borussias, currently Dortmund, a two-goal favorite, which is gigantic, but uh, I was expecting this one to be pretty high, maybe not this high. Over-unders three and three-quarters juice to the over. Uh, Gladbach have been a bad road team for a while they're going to go in there and try to counterattack. but uh i would like that but after seeing what dortmund do do a much better uh volkswagen defense last weekend um certainly with the pressure of byron playing first uh, they're going to see what happens they're going to know the result they need uh but they know they need to win pretty much no matter what byron does um i think gladbach are just too fragile of a side especially with all these contracts that are changing all these players that are leaving uh, there's a lot to be left i guess to understand uh, and I don't think that they're the rigid defense that Schalke are. Certainly, Dortmund's offense is is worse than than uh, both than Bayern München's. But ultimately, I feel like it's also a small smaller total. If anything, I, I guess I'd give out under three and three quarters. But that's asking a lot because totals that high usually suggest that there's probably going to be seven. Uh, moving to Sunday, Waffel Stuttgart hosting Bayer Leverkusen. Leverkusen coming off a really tough match on the road at Roma in the Europa League. Uh, and they are currently in the last re- Europe, European position trying to hold on to, for that and actually try to climb up to potentially pass the loser of Berlin or Freiburg. A draw there probably means they can't catch them. So they'll probably know that that is sealed. If not, um, they'll be fighting for it. And they certainly don't play a defensive way anyway, so they're going to be going out all out for it. Uh, currently, Stuttgart a pick them with all the juice right now at home over under two and three quarters. A little bit juice to the under. Um 
Huh, what to think about? So, I mean, Leverkusen, this line suggests that they're not going to be playing their best players. Uh, Stuttgart in the relegation playoff position know that they can't be outdone by Bolcom. Essentially, they have enough of a goal differential advantage. That's probably all the worst they're worried about. Erta with a loss already know that they can't catch them this weekend, but ultimately they're only three points ahead. Um, and I know that there's a lot of problems at Hertha. So I don't really know that that's a big concern. I think everything's concerned at this point though. Um, I'm interested in Leverkusen. I don't know that, that I'm ready for, uh, I'm not going to probably play them at Pickham. Uh, I'm going to need to get a quarter and that might mean that they're not playing the side I want them to play because they're actually resting for Europa League. But I feel like there's a good chance that they're playing and hoping these young guys can come through and play two really good matches twice in a week or twice in three days, really Thursday to Sunday is such a quick turnaround. Uh, and I do worry about them risking Florian votes, who's their future, and they don't want to get him hurt. So probably there's a good chance that Leverkusen are rotating. It's a great situation for Stuttgart. Uh, maybe I'll not put anything on that one. Uh, I guess over two and three quarters, if anything, but that's still a question if the best offensive players are not available. Um, last but not least, in Germany, we have Aubrey Leipzig hosting Werder Bremen, currently Leipzig, a one and three quarter goal favorite with all the juice almost over under three and a quarter with almost all the juice. Uh, not a lot of love for Werder Bremen. I feel like if anything, I like under just because I don't think Werder Bremen are going to contribute on the scoreboard. But once Leipzig get a big lead, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, probably not much for me to do with that one. And now we'll try to figure out an ultimate best bet for this episode. I don't know that I can say uh, the Freiburg because uh, I don't have a two and a quarter just yet. I don't think I want to make that my ultimate best bet. I think I'm going to go with the Football club Augsburg under two and a half as my best bet on the road at Bochum as I just don't feel like there are going to be a lot of goals in that one. I think it's going to be a really, really tight match uh, in the relegation positions as both are trying their best to stay another league, another year in the Bundesliga. Last but not least, I know this is going, running along. Thank you for sticking along with me, but there's so much to talk about. Um, it's a great time to all do it. Um, still have ultimate best bet. Uh, shout out to Patreoners. So stick around for that. Plus, uh, pregame.com promo code. Uh, so in France, we have Strasbourg hosting Nice. Currently, Strasbourg a quarter goal favorite at home, which is a little bit surprising to me. Nice have not been playing great, but got a big win against Stade Rene last weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Over unders two and a quarter, juice to the over. Uh, my biggest interest in this one, certainly Strasbourg have been playing a lot better lately, but I like Nice. I feel like they're a better side. They got more money. Not sure what they're necessarily playing for at this point. That does cause some concern. Uh, but I do think that they're better than Strasbourg uh, and, and are an underdog. PSG then hosts Ajaccio. Uh, PSG not yet clinched the title, but they're getting there. Currently a two and a half goal favorite over under three and a quarter juice to the over. A little more juice on Ajaccio on the road, but they're essentially already relegated. So not much to think about with that one. Uh, moving to Sunday, Clermont Foot hosts Lyon. Currently Clermont a half a goal underdog at been three and three quarters of a goal earlier. Now over under two and three quarters juice to the under. Uh, Clermont are, um, not a good offense. I don't really trust them whatsoever. Uh, Lyon are a good offense and score a lot. I just feel like that's a tough thing. Even though I do love home dogs, I don't know that I want to get involved with that, especially after Lyon was such a huge momentum changing comeback win last weekend. Uh, Ren then hosts Trois currently ran a one and three quarter goal favorite with all the juice over under three and a quarter, very juice, the under, um, a little more juice to the under. Uh, it's a gigantic number for Ren, who have been really, really poor this season, uh, especially on the road. They're at home here, so that's a big, big step for them. I'll be looking for Trois if they climb to plus two. Stop Brestois, then host Algea, currently a big battle at the bottom. Brest, a quarter goal favorite with all the juice right now. Over-under is two and a quarter, juice to the under. Uh, I've loved the Algea defense for a long time this season. That's I don't see any reason to back away from that. 
So like that quarter of a goal, especially might hit a half before this all kicks off. And I don't really trust the breast offense as a favorite. Also like the under two and a quarter in that one. Uh, Toulouse then hosts Nantes, a rematch of the Coupe de France, which went really, really poorly for Nantes. And Nantes, look, they might be going down, uh, which is pretty sad. But Toulouse, a quarter goal favorite with all the juice right now, over under two and three quarters, juice the under. Um, Toulouse, I, I thought this number would be a lot bigger. They don't have much to play for, but Nantes certainly do. And have been really, really bad. Um, so I don't really want to have anything to do with Nantes, though. Certainly, if you're going with Serie A logic, Nantes is probably a good side because they are way too short, I think. Though they might climb to half a goal and become a lot less short soon. Um, Montpellier then hosts Lorient, coming off a really tough loss. Um, I mean... Uh, just just really, really tough, uh, ultimately. And I wonder how that impacts them here. Um, for L'Oreal, they've been dogged all season. No one has liked them. The market has hated them. And I feel like they've been very good against the spread. I like that half of a goal, especially because I know they're going to defend. I don't know that Montpellier will. Montpellier have been scoring a ton. Um, but I feel like L'Oreal are just a side that can really be difficult on anybody. Uh, no interest really in the over-under because, like I said, Montpellier don't defend Monaco then host Lille Monaco currently a quarter goal underdog at home, which is saying something they've been playing terribly. And, but I, and I was actually hoping to back Lille here, but I wasn't expecting Lille who's been a ridiculously lucky team this whole season to be a favorite at Monaco, not a huge uh, home field advantage um, home pitch advantage at Monaco. It's pretty small crowd. Lots, lots of things to do in Monaco, not a great stadium for loud noise, but uh, Monaco's a better team. Um, they're not playing well, but I feel like I am very interested in throwing the form book out the window and playing who this team is built to be. Um, no interest in the under there either. Last one, at least Marseille hosts Angers, already relegated. Marseille, a two-goal favorite at home. Um, not really much for me to do there. Overunders three and a quarter, not much that I want there either. Um, from a best bet for France before we get, and, and I'll ultimately sum this all up in the ultimate best bet, I'm going to go with the Angers uh, under two and a quarter. I feel like that's the best one to go with here. Um, they are going to do a, a lot of work to try to keep um, uh, off off the scoreboard. Then Brest can do the same thing. I think a goalless draw is very, very possible in that matchup. So I think now it's time for the ultimate best bet. I first want to shout out uh, my Patreon subscribers. The longest one I've got with me. Uh, appreciate it so much so far. Michael McKee, you've been awesome. Three months with me so far. I appreciate it celebrating. I don't know if it's an anniversary or what, but thanks for coming along for the ride. I know it's been a little rocky, but we're trying to figure out exactly where to go, how to do things, how to make everything as best as possible. Um, all the feedback I'm getting from, from others like Kevin Welsh as well, I, I need to mention. So thank you for all that support. And I hope that you guys are having a good time. Any other things you want me to say, or if you want something me to cover, happy to, or change what I'm doing, shout, uh, try to make this as useful as possible. Um, still putting out stuff at pregame.com as well. Um, but there's a much different type of, uh, product that's, that's at Patreon. You get all my, all my picks coming out each day, leans that are out each night. They're not as formalized as guaranteed, like a pick that's put out there. Like I am putting it pregame, but you're getting a lot of leans and a lot of what I'm doing with my actual wagers um, live. If I can do it um, sitting at my desk at work is sometimes difficult, but uh, trying to get that out to everyone as quickly as possible. So you have all the information that I can give and hopefully we're turning that into winners. Use a promo code. If you are pregame though, use a promo code club 30 CLUB 30. We're in the club, bottles full above, you know, club 30, $30 off for all listeners of soccer podcasts. It's only for you. Good for seven days from the podcast release. If you're new to pregame, you get two free best bets. Get $25 new member discount plus a $30 coupon. If you're already a member, then you still get a free best bet with that coupon code club 30. 
make sure you jump in there. There's plenty of other great handicappers at pregame. Go save some money uh, and hopefully find some winners, whether you're betting NBA playoffs or the NHL or soccer with me, baseball, anything you got. Um, it's out there. Come, come grab it. Um, and let's make sure I'm not forgetting anything else. I guess if you're on YouTube, please hit subscribe for on Apple podcasts or on Spotify, please leave a five-star review. I will read the nice ones or the mean ones, really, whatever. If you want to go light me up, some guy was doing that on Twitter this week. Uh, didn't really seem to, to love that. I won a bet and decided to go real off a bit about me selfie in front of a parking lot, which is actually the famous fountains in Madrid. But, um, anyway, Good or bad, happy or sad, I'll, I'll read them out. So uh, send them my way if you got them. Uh, so for, I guess we're going to do this now. Uh, this is Betting the Pitch, number 195 with the real underscore G Warner on Twitter and Instagram. And here are my ultimate best bets or the best bet and an ultimate best bet is coming. We'll go West Ham under two and a half in England. Almeria under two and a half in Spain. Monza getting three quarters of a goal at home in Italy. Augsburg, a two and a half goal underdog on the road at Volkholm in Germany and all share a, a two and a quarter goal under um, in France uh, for my ultimate best bet on this episode. I'm going to go with a football club Augsburg under two and a half goals on the road at Volkholm, a big, big battle at the bottom of the Bundesliga, seeing who can try to get out and say, I mean, both are trying to stay in the league for next year. Volkholm, the home side, they're going to have a huge crowd behind them, uh, but they're not great as an offensive team. I think Augsburg are going to do their best to stall out their opponent probably will will put out a counter press that will do their best to try to keep the ball in the opposing half as much as possible. I don't see a way to three goals in this one. So give me under two and a half in the Augsburg Boca match on Sunday. And that'll do it for this episode of betting the pitch. Uh, thank you for sticking with me an hour on a Friday night. Uh, time to go get drunk. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but time to go out. Um, hope you all are having a great time. Slide in the DMS wherever you're at. And of course, subscribe, like do all those sort of things. And I will talk to you all soon.